Hello, GM, GM, and welcome to another episode of the Dead NFT Artist Society podcast. For today's episode, we have Ati, an Iranian artist based in England, the creator of Angels in History, and the co-founder of Med Designers Club, the first award from our sponsors. Dead NFT Artist Society is proudly brought to you by NFT Champ company out of Southern California that creates custom displays for your rarest NFTs at an affordable price. They print your NFT and frame it in a 4x4 inch acrylic display. Simply provide your OpenSea link and they'll pull your image, rank, address, and generate a scannable QR code to OpenSea on the back of the display. These are perfect for NFT collectors or projects looking to hold a physical version of their rarest NFT. Shipping is free in the US and they send within 48 hours of purchase. Grab yours today at nftchamp.metadavideth.com and you'll get a discount again. That's nftchamp.metadavideth.com. Gemini is a simple, elegant, and secure platform to build your crypto portfolio. It allows you to buy your Bitcoin, Ethereum, and crypto instantly. Gemini currently supports over 60 different types of cryptocurrencies and with interest rates at 8.05% APY, it'll give you a leg up on beating inflation. Head over to gemini.metadavideth.com and sign up for Gemini today. Ledger is the smartest way to secure your crypto holdings. Its hardware wallets are trusted by over 4 million customers and can secure, manage, and store over 1,800 crypto assets. Using the Ledger Live app, you will have a one-stop shop for your crypto needs. Buy, sell, exchange, and grow your assets with Ledger's partners easily and securely. Head over to ledger.metadavideth.com and take self-custody today. Hey, Ati, welcome to the podcast. Hi, David. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Doing especially great now that you're here. How are you doing? I'm good, actually. Yeah. Been waiting for this. <laughs> uh... Yeah. So it's really great to have you. Um, you know, we've talked a few times, really admired your work. So I wanted to have you on the podcast so that, you know, I can show the world uh, and talk about you. Um, so let's start with the basics. Uh, tell me about yourself. Uh, yeah, thank you very much. First, uh, yeah, uh, tell me, tell yeah, tell you about myself. <laughs> yeah, my name is uh, Atefe. I can I uh, uh, born, you can call me Ati. I'm a 29 years old and I'm uh, an artist based in UK. I'm a Persian artist based in UK. I studied Islamic art in university and then I practice and practice to find my own uh, style so after a year and uh, i became uh, uh, someone told me about this nft and digital art so i just uh, come to this nft world and this digital world and uh, i do now i do kind of uh, persian painting digital art which uh, i i i want to uh, add that uh, i'm traditional uh, digital artist so I do both of them but it's, it's new you know it's a new generation of Persian painting uh, in this digital world. Great so um, you studied Islamic art uh, what compelled you to study that? Uh, what do you mean by that? Uh, what um, 
what gra what why uh, did you gravitate to Islamic art versus like other art motifs? Oh, yeah. yeah, actually, uh, I I remember that the first day I just went to the calligraphy course. Uh, one of my master told me about this uh, course uh, in university. At first, I didn't know what is that about, but then I just uh, become uh, I studied about the, that course. I realized that it's kind of you know. It's kind of uh, Persian, Indian, Japanese also, you know, it's combining of this art. So I'm really interested by that. But uh, uh, we call it pure Islamic art, but it's, it's so much big, bigger than the name. Okay, sounds like it's kind of like a catch-all, all-inclusive of a multitude of different types of styles, uh, which is really interesting. That's, um, you know, an eye-opener for me. Um, yeah that it was Asian art. Asian art yeah very broad um broad style um so I feel like you're known for your angels and history collection that's what everyone knows you about so tell us a little bit about that collection uh yeah the the angels in, in history uh collection you know I'm uh it's about symbolization of woman and Angels, uh, because I really, I, I always wanted to make true hero for children and, and my family. So I always remind myself the woman that are really powerful and also the man's for inspiring and make it hero for myself. Then I just, yeah, I just uh, start to create this collection and name them uh, by the, the powerful woman and powerful man around the world. I didn't uh, list any man yet, but I will do it. And yeah, this is about uh, make it right person hero. So there'll be uh, some upcoming additions to that collection then? Yeah, it will be, but um, you know, I, as an artist, <laughs> I'm very bad at business. So after this uh, turn angels they uh, sold out i will list uh, rest of them okay yeah. um so i did see that you have some collections on uh foundation and then you have some on open c2 uh so what's the difference between the two collections uh there is some collection uh, the same collection i mean uh, one of the, some of the angels are the are in the um, foundation Mm -hmm. So yeah, it's the same collection, but I list them differently. Okay. Um, so you talked a little bit about like uh, powerful women. Um, so what like inspired you to uh, do something along those lines? Um, like what was the, what's the origins around that? Is there like a story that you can tell about that? Mm, yeah, you know, it's, it's it started from my childhood. Uh, my uh, grandma's name, her name is Fairy. She always was one of my favorite person because she lost her husband when uh, she was 24 years old. And then she grew up her children by just by herself. And so after that, I really engaged with her story. And, and uh, I always think about what power that women have. I mean, they have to carry family and also they have to work. 
And so I always uh, paint a woman as an angel, but there is something in my angels that my angels cannot fly mm-hmm. because they always have something heavy in their tail or something else that they cannot fly because then that tail is uh, come from their responsibility that they have because of that they cannot fly, but they are angels. Yeah, that's a yeah, that is a very powerful story, and I can sense the emotion when you're recanting it. And then um, her name was Fairy, you said. Yeah. And if I uh, understand correctly, that's um, a short name for for Fereshta, right? Which means uh, angel, or yeah, that's right. So they're they're all related then. Yeah, that's yeah. Uh, that's that's a very. Yeah, that's yeah, that's very powerful, and the fact that they can't fly too. Um, I yeah, that's uh, and I now I see what you're talking about when you're talking about symbolism, um, tying it back to that. Um, so, uh, so it seems like you started off with like traditional art. Uh, I, I mean, in the physical world, and then you transitioned over into the NFT space. Um, how long were you in kind of like the physical world? And then how long have you been in the NFT world, as I call it? Uh, I, yeah, at first I heard about last year, I think it's in this moment. It's, it was like something like, I heard about NFT, but it, it, took, it takes about six months or maybe seven months to come to this uh, NFT world. And, but for my first list, uh, but uh, for the physical, uh, I, I do physical art about eight years. And uh, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of, you know, but this collection, Angels in History collection is physical, digital uh, collection. Some of the angels are physical. And I will, um, uh, yeah, I want to uh, have an exhibition with this collection. Um, maybe for or yeah I, I cannot promise but I, I think it will be ready for about 2024 maybe yeah. and if I understand correctly that's a exhibition for your physical collection or and this uh, collection is physical digital collection some of the angels are physical so I will uh, and I want to have an exhibition about two, two, 2024 to, to yeah next two years I mean uh, have an exhibition with this collection physically. Okay. Um, I always find it interesting when artists make that transition and you making that transition from like the physical and to the NFT and you're still in the physical space, um, but you're also in the NFT. I always find it compelling. And I think a lot of listeners do too. Like you mentioned that you heard about it from a friend, like can you tell us a little bit more about that? And what was the aha moment for you that you're like, ah, you know what, this is for me because you're still very new. We're all very new in this space. Although, you know, sometimes we'll hear about like, you know, things that happened back in like 2017 and Bitcoin's been around since like 2009. So sometimes it feels like, you know, we're late to the game, but actually nothing could be farther than the truth because it's a very small percentage of the world population. Um, in fact, in any country that you go to, it's a very small population of people participating in this, whether you're a collector or a creator. So you're still very new in the space. What was, so you heard about it from a friend, was like the friend, like a fellow artist. And what was it about you that found that you found particularly interesting? And you were like, you know what, this is for me. 
Yeah, first I heard that one of my master told me about this. Uh, and the first I just noted in front of one of the papers in front of myself, just NFT. Mm-hmm. And after that, I just forgot it about one master. And one day I just back to get my notes and I realized, oh, what, what is this NFT? I just Google it and I find it very, you know, I didn't, what is that about? I couldn't get it actually. But, you know, some something inside of me told me that you have to do it. It's different. It's not just like others think. I mean, other, so, you know, um, I think, I'm good for this space because uh, I mean um, I'm really um, somewhere inside of me want to update herself and her and this update is good for me for my mind and my character. This NFT gave me that opportunity to be updated and be in a family that are not. Uh, I mean, they are not, they, they are more than just a family, you know, they are, they have knowledge, they have, or they know what is going on in this world. So I really love this uh, space and this family and they are really interesting and uh, I can't inspire by them every day. So from what you're saying is that like um, there's a stronger sense of community within like the NFT space versus like the physical one. And then I'm going to assume that you're attributing that to different social mediums out there because, um, you know, in the physical world, it might be like text or maybe phone calls or just like seeing people in person. Whereas like in the uh, digital world, you're pretty much continuously connected with everyone, you know, whether it's through Discord, Twitter, um, uh, or even just like NFTs, Twitter spaces, Clubhouse, um, that that kind of brings people together and there's a stronger sense of community and you feel like you're all kind of driving towards the same thing. Am I hearing that correctly? Or? Yeah, yeah, that's, that's, that's the thing that I wanted to say. Yeah, that's fine, yeah. Okay, yeah, that's, yeah, that's definitely uh, very compelling. And that's something that I've observed as a collector um, and really struck by is the fact that the artists are so so supportive of each other um, that when, you know, someone, you know, makes something, they retweet it. If someone sells something, they all retweet it and they celebrate the win as if it was like their own personal win. It seems like it's a collective of people that kind of win when, you know, one, uh, one piece sells. So the sense of community is very strong. And I think that kind of also transcends into like the collector space also, because as a collector, uh, when we see like uh, artists being successful, we live vicariously through you guys, you know, it's like a part of us, even if we don't necessarily own the collection at the time, but I think we're all kind of feel like we're part of something bigger. We're all in a very nascent and new space. And so when someone succeeds, we kind of all feel like we all succeed, whether you're on the artist side or collector side. Um, so very, yeah, very uh, interesting outlook on that. Um, so did you find it like difficult to make that transition into like the, uh, from physical to digital? And I'm not a, a creator really, but I would imagine, I mean, if you're using like paintbrushes and canvas, that's a lot different than using like a stylus and an iPad. 
Yeah, you know, the hardest part for me is that for when you do, I mean, I do, I will fight for a career and I can go back when I, when I make this, I mean, so, uh, then, but in physical world, when you make a mess, you cannot back. Mm -hmm. <laughs> That's the big and the hardest part for me. And sometimes when I do, physical art I'm a brushes and I, I should I, I always tell myself be careful you cannot back you cannot back be careful <laughs> so that's the hardest part for me but the transaction of uh, you know it, it's for me it's half half because I drew a uh, pen by pencil and my angels angels collection they were they were uh, I draw all of them by pencil but uh, I do them digitally you know it's, it's half half it's not completely digital uh, so they start off like on pencil and uh, yeah. paper, so to speak. And then at some point you kind of like transition over to iPad yeah. and then finish them off there. Yeah. So they're kind of a combination of both. Yeah. Um, so I see that you're doing, you know, physical and also digital. Um, do you ever see a world and there's pros and cons to this. So I don't think there's like a right or wrong answer. It's just kind of like the way that you see it. Do you see like um, a world where you're, making like uh both the physical and the digital and you can maybe if you purchase the digital you can you know redeem it for the physical or you would you just rather prefer to keep them as two different spaces um you know not not necessarily tied together there's a lot of logistical issues obviously when you do something like that and it becomes very complicated especially when it comes to proving like provenance and ownership and that sort of thing when you have like a physical and digital so i'm not trying to advocate you know one way or another uh, but I see some artists kind of toying around with that. Is that something that you're interested in or would you rather just kind of keep the two separate? You know, I'm not like that person. I, I like to make things differently. I mean, look at them differently. Mm -hmm. So uh, physical art, it, it, it uh, has, uh, yeah, it's the soul in different and physical art is different to digital art. Physical art, that art has that something inside it that I, I don't I don't want to combine it with digital art. I do them separately, but uh, yeah, I, I don't like it because. Uh, but for this kind of, especially for this kind of, I mean, art. I mean, uh, Persian painting. There is some um, something inside it that you have to uh, some philosophy inside mm -hmm. it. You cannot combine it with digital art. It's it's a different world. So I just do it separately. It's you know it, it's much better. Yeah, and I'll say as a collector, I I prefer that distinction. But I do know that there's some um, artists kind of dabbling in that. For me personally, as a collector, um, I rather keep the two you know separate, and it makes me a little uncomfortable that you know there's. A digital version of something and then the same exact thing in the physical world and then keeping them kind of tied together and um, like I said you can run into a whole bunch of it they can maybe be navigated but it just becomes a lot more I think difficult for the collector both the collector and the artist to just kind of uh, keep those two things um, married but distinct at the same time if that makes sense so um, but I do see a lot of artists trying to experiment with that and you know we'll see how it uh you know, how they can manage that and how the, what the outcome of something like that would be. Um, 
So do you find it like easier to make the physical or digital? Like which ones, which one's your kind of preferred medium? Like which one, you know, when you wake up in the morning, which one's the one that you kind of want to grab, grab and go towards? You know, uh, after I came to this uh, digital world, I realized that in physical world, it's, 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 it is more, uh, you know, relax, relaxation. Mm. And, in this physical world that you cannot find it in digital world so when I do physical art I, I feel like I, I have better feeling compared to digital world and this, but in digital uh, painting you have that choice to be more creative so sure. yeah <laughs> So uh, would it be safe to say that the physical is more therapeutic, maybe? Yeah, completely. Yeah, that's interesting. Uh, makes perfect sense. Would you attribute that to the fact that when you're doing something like physical, you have like distractions and you're kind of isolated and away from like the outside world, whereas when you're doing it in the digital one, you're probably still getting like push notifications on the iPad that you're working on and you still feel like a sense of connection to the outside world. Yeah, yeah, that's, that, that's completely right. Okay, I get that. Um, so I also have seen that you have stuff on Etsy too. Um, tell, our, tell our readers, or I'm sorry, tell our viewers a little bit about that. Yeah, Etsy, I have a collection on Etsy. It's not, uh, uh, yeah, it's, it's a different painting that originated in this eight years. And uh, yeah, I, I, I have more painting that I didn't list it yet in Etsy. But yeah, Etsy is my fourth, my physical painting. And OpenSea and Foundation is for my digital painting. So I combine it all. <laughs> of them i'm really you know i'm confused sometimes but i do this i should come focus on one one of them but you know it's, it's more interesting yeah you're actually one of the first artists that i've seen that actually has an etsy um where they're selling their physical art also which i think is a great idea because i mean you know there's you're gonna have a, a base of people who want digital that want physical and then some that may want both um, and giving that accessibility, especially through a shop like Etsy, makes you very, you know, accessible. Um, so that was uh, really uh, cool to see that you uh, executed on that. I mean, my personal take as a collector is I wouldn't necessarily change that. Um, I think that that is actually a very good approach. Um, you know, so when we could talk a little bit offline about the uh, OpenSea versus Foundation. I may have got some yeah. thoughts around that, but it's, you know, I would also encourage you, of course, to talk to other collectors too. Um, so I also saw that you're a, a co-founder of Met Designers Club. Um, it seemed really cool. Tell our tell our listeners a little bit about that. Yeah, the idea of Met Designers just came to my friends. Uh, yeah, she, she has she has really creative and uh, mind. So then once she called me that, what do you think about this idea? Uh, I have some idea about Met Designers. We can how how we can be a group of artists that do projects on metaverse so you know so i think yeah it seems good yeah nobody do that so i can we can do this so we 
uh, we do it step by step and we did it step by step first we did uh, we uh, create all of the account <laughs> all of the accounts twitter and uh, our domain we bought our domain and now we want to uh, yeah we want to add more artists in our group to uh, create and uh, do project on metaverse yeah this is just an idea which mm. we want to do it a step by a step so but I, we don't know what it's going to be but i think it's gonna be a good <laughs> uh idea let's see what happens so uh so right now it's you and a co-founder right um yeah. and your two art do you collaborate together on art or is it just more like uh you're doing separate art right now but you're kind of like pushing it forward mutually like together or am i not understanding that correctly no uh, i understand uh we do uh we, we both study islamic art so mm -hmm. sometimes uh, uh we we share our idea together but we didn't uh, collab yet mm -hmm. but we will do it yeah we have some idea to do it but not yet and then the thought is, is that eventually you're going to intake more artists into this, um, into this group. Yeah, um, sorry. <laughs> no, go ahead. Yeah, uh, some architectures, they, they are now in our group. And uh, one of the, and one of the artists is 3D artists. So, and one of the others, one is fashion designers. So we, we are now five uh, artists. And um, as far as like how these artists are chosen for uh, Met Designers Club, uh, are you all doing kind of the same art, Islamic art, which I know is like kind of a broad uh, art style, or is it just kind of like you're all like-minded artists? No, there is no specific uh, things about it. Every artist can have her own idea and share her own art. But, you know, there is something that the idea is just being a group, but not about the art. Everybody can have her own creation. Okay. And uh, I caught the pronoun her there. Is this more female centric then as far as uh, the artists within the group or is it both? Or I mean, is it for any gender? No, any gender, yeah. Okay. Yeah, have uh, two just... men and three women. Okay, <laughs> I, yeah, I just, I, I wasn't sure. Um, so I just uh, had to ask, because I know that there's a lot of, um, you know, uh, collectives out there that are uh, female-centric, um, just because they tend to be sometimes underrepresented within the, uh, you know, the Web3 space. Um, so if... An artist wanted to join that collective. I'm going to call it a collective. I don't know if you guys call yourselves a collective. I'll call it a collective. Um, it's a club, actually. That's what you guys call it. So I should call it a club. Um, is there like an application process that they go through or how do they join? Or is it just like they slide you a DM? How does that look like? The first thing that we want to see is that they're old. Okay. The art is enough. Yeah. <laughs> So after that, we can uh, and the idea and the creation, they all matter. So uh, the first is the idea and the art. 
Okay. So, um, so do you sometimes like, or one of your co-founders recruit people into like, you see art that you really like and say, Hey, you know what we want you, or is it more like the other way around where, um, they're going to you? Uh, yeah, but one of the artists, uh, one of uh, the architect one. <laughs> yeah, we met, we we my friend knew her from that. But uh, when he came to the uh, NFT world, we told him that we have this idea and he can join us, and then he approved. But uh, yeah, uh, so uh, yeah, everybody and you know this is just the beginning of the big project. Okay. Um, and you kind of alluded to this. It sounds kind of like a scenario where you're building the plane while it's in the air, which is very common in this space. Um, even to be frank with this podcast that I have, I mean, I have some ideas, but as far as um, like the roadmap, but um, you know, the space changes so quickly that I can't really, com- I don't even really want to socialize it because I don't want to commit myself to it because I might need to pivot at some point. And I sense it's kind of the same way with uh, Met uh, Designers Club, which is that you guys probably have some ideas as to where it wants to head, but you don't necessarily want to uh, socialize too much about it because then you kind of pigeonhole yourself into having to do those things and might not be the best thing to do at that time. Um, It looks like it's artist centric. Is it also going to be at some point for collectors too, like a whole group? Um, or is this going to be just like focused mostly on um, artists, you know, approaching collectors? Uh, yeah, it's 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 kind of the I mean um, the collect collectors and they everybody just can I mean uh, if they want to order something some art they can mm-hmm. come to us and order we do their projects. Uh, oh, yeah. so that's interesting. So you guys. Uh, do commissions as well then it sounds like yeah Yeah, i mean um if you have a house in metaverse that you want to design it we will do it for you oh that's so interesting that's so forward looking um all right and then hence the name met designers club okay very very clever um yeah i really like the idea when i was reading about it um and it seemed yeah, I mean, it seemed like a very interesting uh, approach as far as like the collaboration and what the end uh, result was going to be. Um, so very cool. Um, so as far as you go, um, you know, you said that uh, there, that you really appreciate the sense of community within the space. Um, are there any artists that you just really respect and admire as far as their work or their, um, you know, their contributions to the space? Uh, uh, the, I mean, and I, I know mean, that uh, I'll preface this. I know that I'm putting you on the spot here and you might feel like you leave someone out and then, you know, remember that after the fact. So, uh, you know, so uh, I'm going to say that to all the listeners too, that yeah, don't hold Ati to it. It's not a complete exhaustive list. <laughs> No, for me it's hard to choose, but uh, for per, I mean, um, uh, for person, I really care about the artist personality. And one of the interesting things about one of my friends that I founded, and she's, I met her in this NFT community, and she became my my best friend now. And her name is the founder of <laughs> the designer. Uh-huh. Yeah, I really admire her by her personality and her artwork yeah she's different 
And have you guys met in person or are you ba both based in England or? Yeah, actually, no, uh, she's from uh, Iran and the, I think last month like, I went to Iran and met her finally after um, 10, yeah, 10 months, yeah. Yeah, I mean, one observation I had is that there just seems to be a lot of very talented artists in Iran. Um, I mean, when you look at the population of Iranians across the world, it's a small group of people, right? Um, realistically speaking, just are. But when you go into the NFT space, I feel like that percentage of creators goes up significantly. Um, a lot, a lot of good talent, a lot of good artists in that space. Do you have any thoughts on like how, why is that, that, uh, that representation within the Iranian community is so strong? It's definitely something that's very, something that people definitely observe is that there's a lot of good talent out there from that Iranian group. The only thing, I mean, uh, I think I got, uh, yeah, when I was in university, I realized that, I mean, the students really are interested in uh, art. I mean, most of the people are interested in art because I think for artists, the, sometimes in society in this in some society they cannot speak they like to show their uh they vote by their art so i think that in iran society that become like became like this artists that they want to show their art and they vote by their art so, so sometimes i feel like that that they want to speak but the only way they, they that can they can speak is the art. That's such an interesting take, one that I haven't heard before. Um, makes perfect sense though, as far as uh, how it's rationaled. Um, so I can speak to you forever. Um, I'm really enjoying this conversation. Uh, we're coming up on time here soon, so I'm going to ask one last question. Um, you're a successful artist. What advice would you have for other artists entering the space? Just keep going. Just keep going? Yeah, that's it. That's the only thing that you should do. <laughs> keep going. Okay. All right. Yeah, good advice. You know, ignore, you know, the, the noise in the background yeah. and what's going on, you know, as far as like macro. Just keep creating, right? Yeah, that's it. That's the only thing that you should do. All right, great. Um, really, really appreciated your company, really appreciated your thoughts. Um, I learned a lot during the course of the conversation. I know my listeners uh, will really enjoy this particular podcast. It was really great to finally have you on here. We've, like I said, talked millions of times. And so it was good to finally just, you know, connect in a, in a medium like this and uh, have a conversation. So I wish you all the best. Uh, keep crushing it like you already are. I'm going to include some links in the show notes. And then we'll take it from there. Thank you. Thank you very much. And thank you for having me here. Thank you.